have started going through Luke. We're in the first chapter of Luke. And today we're going to go through verses 39 through 56. It sounds like a lot, doesn't it? Uh, there's a message today that I, that I guarantee God has for every single one of, of us in here. And it's the message that I got. As I was reading this. And can I tell you this? Uh, I want to talk to you today about God's promises in your life. And Jeremy, I already talked about this. And we sang even about God's promises and how He's faithful. Um, and today, I, I, want to, I want to remind us of this. God will do what He says He will do. God will do what He says He will do. You can trust God with your life. When you get a word from God, hang on to that word. Believe Him. Don't doubt. Don't let Satan take a word that God has given you and rip it and steal it from you. That's what he wants to do. Satan will destroy you if you let him. Believe that what God says is true. And that's what I want to talk about today. Believing that what God says is true and will actually happen in our life. I'm reminded of a, of a story um, of some friends in ours. Hans and Starr from, from Texas. They were in our very first small group that Lauren and I ever joined. Uh, by the way, we're still in contact with them. Just saw them last week. They're great friends. That's a little plug for house churches. Go to house churches because that's where relationships happen. So Hans and Starr. We became very good friends through our small group, and they had a son that was born, Caleb. And we were so excited. We go to the hospital with them, and as soon as we got there, Hans came out and just had tears in his in his face, just rolling down his eyes. And he's looking at me, and he's saying, "Aaron, they don't think Caleb's going to make it." Have you ever been there? So immediately. I grabbed my friend. I'm like, oh, bro, I mean, what can you say? There's nothing you can say at that time. I grab him. I give him a hug. And I'm like, I'll walk with you as long as we need to walk. Uh, what do you want to do? I mean, I'll sit. He goes, let's go to the chapel and let's pray at the hospital. So we go to the chapel and stained glass everywhere and, you know, red pews and, and just tears in our eyes. We sit there and for the next probably two hours, we really can't even talk. We're just, we're praying. We're saying, God, what do you have? And it was clear as day for me. I don't know if you've ever had these moments or whatever. It was clear. I mean, it was so clear. I'm sitting there. I'm crying. God, what should I say, do? I mean, what are you doing? And I heard God say in a very real way to me, Aaron, Caleb is going to be okay. He's going to be okay. And I sat there. I'm, I'm saying, well, God, I mean, it should be moments from now. This kid may, may go away. And God said, have I spoken to you? Have I given you a word? Now, Aaron, you can either believe this or not. You can accept this or not. Or you can act on it. And I'm nervous. Man. I'm Baptist guy. You don't get these words from God, right? I'm like, oh, no. And I remember looking over at Hans. And, and it just as sure as I could be saying, Hans, he's okay. Like it's done. God has already begun to heal your son, Caleb. And it was so clear to me that I'm like, okay, cool, I'm going home. Call me if you need anything. And, 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 it, and it happened. We can think of times in our life, and maybe you can look back and think in times in your life where God has given you a word. He's given you a promise. He's given you something. And I want to ask you, are you believing Him? Are you believing that the promises in this Bible are actually true and that He will fulfill what He says about you and your life? 
We can believe Him or we can begin to doubt. In your life, you can believe God will do what He says He will do. Hold on to His Word, even if it doesn't look like we think it should. Sometimes words from God will come from us reading Scripture, opening it up, Him revealing Himself to us. Sometimes words from God will come from people, men and women in our life that come and they have got something they want to speak into our life. Sometimes, honestly, words from God come from weird places. Sometimes, you know where they've come from me? Some of the best words from God have come from me on an airplane flying somewhere. I'm disconnected from everything I know, cell phone and everything. And it just seems like in those moments, I'm looking at the ground or the sky or whatever, and God speaks in clear ways to me when I'm flying on an airplane. So I'm thinking about booking a plane flight every day. I'm not not too expensive. But you don't know how God is going to speak to you. And when He does speak to you, do you believe that word? There was a time in our life when when God spoke to us, the, the Havens family. And it didn't make a whole lot of sense. He said, hey, we know you're living in Oklahoma. We know you're in a big church and comfortable. But I want you to move your family to Mexico. And I'm going, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. I know what Lauren's going to say about this. But it was clear to me what God was asking of our family. People around us, even family members, questioned, said you're insane. What are you doing taking your family down to Mexico? It was clear as day. Sometimes listening to God and following His Word, our reputations are not going to look very good. And can I point to our scripture here? I mean, we're studying through Luke right now, 1. Last week we talked about verse 34. Virgin Mary is pregnant. Okay, Virgin Mary is pregnant. And in that time especially, getting pregnant out of wedlock is very bad. Virgin Mary is pregnant. What do you think people around her said? What do you think her reputation began to look like? What do you think started to go around? Sometimes us believing God's Word, it may even make us look bad. So be it if that's what God has for our life. If God gives us a promise, we hang on to it and we run after it with all our might. So that's enough for the setup. I want to look at the scriptures here. Luke chapter 1, verse 39 through 56. I'll give you a minute to open it up. If you need a Bible, grab it. Uh, We're going to dig through these scriptures, so settle in. It's, It's good stuff, okay? You're smiling. Okay, I got it. Let me read the first few verses. Mary, okay, pause. Last week, we saw an angel came to Mary and said, you have a baby. Okay, spoke to her. Pretty cool, exciting stuff. So here we are, verse 39. Mary immediately got up and hurried to the hill country in the providence of Judea, where her cousins Zechariah and Elizabeth lived. When Mary entered their home and greeted Elizabeth, wait, I said it wrong. When Mary entered their home and greeted Elizabeth, who felt her baby leap in her womb, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Pause. 
I want to hit pause there and I want to kind of dissect this a little bit. What happened? An angel came to Mary and said, Mary, you, you, you are pregnant with, with Jesus. You're going to give birth to a Savior. He's, he's going to change all of history. This is incredible. He, she was given this promise. She was given this word. And what did she do? The second word it says, Mary immediately got up and hurried to the hill country. For me, immediate and hurried jumped out. I don't know how many times I've missed great blessing and I've wasted a lot of time because I've not immediately hurried. I've questioned, I've waited, I've said, God, I don't know, this is from you. Maybe I've even tried to talk myself out of it. Maybe I've tried to come up with different kinds of excuses. Maybe I was too tired or maybe, God, I didn't hear you right or whatever. But the bottom line is I know that I heard from God and I know He has a promise for me and I didn't immediately act on it and hurry. What about you? Has God ever told you something and you've just kind of sat on it okay I want to look at these three verses right here as well and, and kind of pull something out of here uh, that could be really practical for all of us so Mary heard from an angel she immediately got up and she hurried and she went to her cousin's house and there when she entered the baby inside Elizabeth jumped so I asked the question where did she go after she heard from this angel well she went to her cousin's house why did she go there? Because a few verses earlier, in verse 36, an angel came and said to Mary, you're pregnant, and also your cousin Elizabeth is pregnant. So when the angel left, Mary's like, okay, I got to go immediately to Elizabeth because I've been given this huge gift. And the angel told me that Elizabeth has this big gift. It's like versus like. It's spirit versus spirit. I, I learned this. When I went to Liberty University, a Bible college in Virginia, I packed up my little Mustang with all my worldly goods, no air conditioning. I drove out of state for the first time by myself, went all the way to Virginia, got there, didn't know a single person. The college was big. It was all humid. My hair was all puffy. I'm at college. The very first day, Liberty, they've done this a billion times, so they have this big party, block party, bands, inflatables, pizza, all this stuff. And the whole purpose is so people will get to meet friends. The whole purpose is this. And me, being small country boy from Colorado, I even noticed immediately within two hours what started happening. People started gravitating to like people. The druggies... Suddenly you got all the drugs you want. And you don't even know this person, but it just went there. Welcome to Bible college, okay? <laughs> then, we got the, uh, then we got the other. The Bible thumpers, they are, they're together as well. The weirdos like me, we're together. But what started happening? People automatically started going to their groups. It just happens. I imagine Mary, when she got this word, the angel left. She goes, I'm going to Elizabeth. She's going through the same thing. Gravitating to the same type of people. Who are you surrounding yourself with? That's one question I want to ask. Who are you surrounding yourself with? Another one is, who can you and do you hurry to? Elizabeth was given this huge promise and she hurried to Elizabeth. I got to be honest with you. This week, I had to hurry to some godly men that I knew would speak truth into my life. Do you have 
people that you can hurry to that will speak truth into your life, that will walk hand in hand with you. It reminds me of Hebrews 10.24. One of my favorite verses says this, Let us consider how to spur each other on to love and good deeds. Let us consider how to spur each other on to love and good deeds. Who are you surrounding yourself with? Okay, let's go to verse 42. So Mary, she got this word. She immediately hurried, went to her cousin's house. When she got there, Elizabeth's baby inside her leaped. And Elizabeth, in the voice, okay, the voice right here, translation, it says, shouting, this is what Elizabeth said. I won't shout. Yes, I will a little bit. Okay. She said this in verse 42. You are blessed, Mary. Blessed among all women. And the child you bear is blessed. And blessed am I as well that the mother of my Lord has come to me. As soon as I heard your voice greet me, my baby leaped for joy within me. This is Elizabeth saying, shouting, yelling, screaming to Mary and saying, blessed, blessed, blessed. As I look at these verses, you know what hit me right away because I'm selfish? I think this. Elizabeth didn't get jealous. Elizabeth is old. Real old. Ancient old. She's past giving childbirth. Right? She's been given a gift. We found out verses earlier that she's going to have a baby as well. And the baby inside her is going to prepare the way for a savior. Well, so that's Elizabeth's reality. Then in comes this virgin young Mary, beautiful young age, and the baby inside her is going to be the Savior? Would you have a tendency to get jealous in that moment? I would. Oh, but their house is bigger. We can think of so many things. That we have blessings in our lives, but we're not content. We're jealous. We're looking. We're like, God, thanks for my blessing, but their blessing's bigger and better. Elizabeth sits here, and she doesn't get jealous. She says, God's favor is on me, and it's on you. And she starts getting excited. And she starts to celebrate with Mary, who came to the place. Do we celebrate the blessings and the favor of God in other people's lives as much as we celebrate our own? Man. Okay, verse 43. And blessed I am, uh, and blessed I am as well that the mother of my Lord has come to me. Not only does Elizabeth not get jealous and covet, but she, she realizes that she is a humble beneficiary of God's grace and blessing. She realizes that she's blessed because God has blessed her. And she humbly accepts that. And then what happens in verse 44? The baby leaped for joy with inside, inside her. Why does the baby leap for joy? This is Aaron's little thought of why the baby leaps for joy. Earlier in the verses before, when Elizabeth was given this news that she was pregnant, the angel told her, your baby will be filled with the Holy Spirit from birth. I'm wondering that when Mary came, and I can wonder out loud, maybe you can wonder, when Mary came and had Jesus inside her, okay, 
Elizabeth, the baby inside her, heard Mary's voice and was immediately filled with the Holy Spirit and the baby leaped inside her. I'm wondering. Who knows? Study it. Research it. I like that conclusion, though. I think it's kind of cool. And I can kind of back it up just by, by John, verse 3, verses 30, says this. The baby that was inside Elizabeth, John, is now grown up, and he says, He must become greater, and I less. <laughs> just thoughts. Do with it whatever you will. Let's go to verse 45. How fortunate you are, Mary, for you believed that what the Lord told you would be fulfilled. Man, underline that, highlight, cut that out of your Bible, paste it on your rearview mirror, do whatever you got to do, tattoo it on your arm. To me, this is the verse. Out of all the verses we're looking at, this is the verse right here. Elizabeth is looking at Mary and she's saying, Mary, oh, Mary, how fortunate you are, Mary. Because you believe that what the Lord told you would be fulfilled. You believe that God's word would come true in your life. Mary, you believed it. It's coming true. You're so fortunate. How many of us hear a word from God and we don't believe it? We don't believe that these promises are actually for us. We make excuses. We don't believe. But Elizabeth says, you're so fortunate, Mary. Hold on to that promise. Can I explain a couple promises to you? And here's just a couple. If you've called on the name of Jesus Christ, if you've surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, this Bible is full of promises for you. Here's a couple, okay? Ephesians 2.10. You are special and you are unique and God has a very special plan for your life. Do you believe that? A very special plan for you and you alone. Do you believe that? Here's another one, okay? 1 Thessalonians 1.4 You are chosen and loved by God. If you don't get anything else today, I hope you get this. You are chosen and loved by God. I want to say that again. This is my promise and your promise. You are chosen and loved by God. Don't, ex don't try to explain that away. Don't say, yeah, but God can't love me because of blah, 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 blah. No, you are chosen and loved by God. Philippians 4.19 says, God will provide. <laughs> that one slaps me every day. God will provide. Don't worry. God will provide. What about this? Romans 8.2. I am free. Look it up. You don't believe it's a promise for you? Look it up. Romans 8.2. I am free. Man, this thing is so packed with God's word and, and life and promises for our lives. And whew. What personal word has God given you? Do you believe Him? He will do what He says. Hang on to that word. Okay, now we're going to get into the next part. Mary shows up. Elizabeth says, okay, you're the bomb. You're blessed. The baby leaps in Elizabeth, and Mary goes into song. She goes into singing. Think about this. I, I thought about singing these next verses, but I don't know. I thought about asking Brittany to do it. and I actually did this this morning out in the parking lot. I took verses 46 through 55, and I sang them. I prayed them. 
Have you ever done that to Scripture? I mean, Mary's singing right here, so why would we just read it? Why don't we try to put song to it? It was actually kind of cool. I won't share it with you because that was my moment. You can have your own moment. But think about this. Mary's singing this great news right here. And I'm going to sing this whole song. Well, read this whole song. But you can hear it as Mary sings it. My soul lifts up the Lord. My spirit celebrates God. My liberator. For though I am God's humble servant, God has noticed me. Now and forever I will be considered blessed by all generations. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is God's name. From generations to generations, God's loving kindness endures for those who revere Him. God's arm has accomplished mighty deeds. The, pr- the proud in mind and heart, God has sent away in disarray. The rulers from their high positions of power, God has brought down low. And those who are humble and lowly, God has elevated with dignity. The hungry, God has filled with fine food. The rich, God has dismissed with nothing in their hands. To Israel, God's servant, God has given help as promised to our ancestors remembering Abraham and his descendants in mercy forever. This is a beautiful song that Mary sings. And I look at it, the first four verses or three verses kind of remind me and show us that deep-rooted in this prayer and this song that Mary gives us is Mary's understanding of how much God loves her and how God never changes We sang about that this morning. God never changes. He's always the same from the past to the present to the future. If you don't believe me, let's look at it in verse 46. My soul lifts up the Lord. That's presently. My soul lifts up the Lord. Verse 47 through 48 says, My spirit celebrates God, my liberator. For though I am God's humble servant, He has noticed me. He has noticed me in the past. God has noticed me already. So we have the present, we have the past, and then we have the future in verse 48, of the second part of verse 48. Now and forever I will be considered blessed by all generations. In the future, God still loves me. He has kept His promise in the past. He keeps His promise now, and He keeps His promise in the future. His Word and God never changes. He loves me. What is He? My liberator. The end of verse 47. He's my liberator. This is why we dance and why we sing. He has set us free. We remember. We celebrate. We charge after Him. We praise His name. The reason we sing here is to say, God, You're my liberator. I was lost and dark and I was in despair and you came and saved me and set me free. You are my liberator. Can you see why Mary is singing this song? She understands how much God loves her. Her. Not the world. Her. Can you understand how much God loves you? Can you call him your liberator? Let's go to verse 50. From generations to generations, 
God's loving kindness endures for those who revere Him. That's what the voice translation says. I've been using the voice because it's just awesome. Revere. What does the word revere mean? It means to show devoted, differential honor to, or to regard as worthy of great honor. Do you revere God as your liberator, your Savior, your Messiah, your King? Let's go to verse 53. The hungry God has filled with fine food. And I want to ask a question. Are you hungry? I think food is a pretty cool little gift from God. I'm learning about the chemistry of food and it makes me mad because I can't eat everything I want to eat. Thank you, Christina. <laughs> Been on this diet and yuck. No carbs. Anyways, food I think is a gift from God. Because food is a physical reminder of a spiritual truth. We've said that before. I want to say it again. Food is a physical reminder of a spiritual truth. What happens when we get hungry? Our stomach growls. Right? What happens when we eat? We're satisfied. And so I want to ask you a spiritual question here. Spiritually, are you hungry for God? Spend time in His Word. Dig after Him. And every time your stomach growls, let it be a, a physical reminder of a spiritual truth that our soul needs God. That He alone can fill us. That man, we don't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. And so I ask you a question. Are you hungry right now for the love of God? Are you tiptoeing through this life casually calling yourself a Christian or casually checking out Christianity. I encourage you, don't be casual about it. There either is a God or there isn't a God. And He is strong enough to show Himself to you. Are you willing to run after Him? And are you hungry for that? He'll reveal how awesome He is. No doubt. He's done it in my life a million times. So I challenge you. Ask God if He's real. Become hungry. He'll reveal Himself to you. And I'm confident that you will find Him to be your liberator as well. Now I want to go to verse 54 to 55 because it's just way too cool to overlook. To Israel, God's servant, God has given help. As promised to our ancestors, remembering Abraham and his descendants in mercy forever. Okay, if you want to get in some really good Bible study right here, underline or, or just write down Genesis chapter 22, 16 through 18. This is prophecy fulfilled. Like Mary singing a song and she is remembering promises that God made to Abraham. Really cool. God never changes. He's the same then, now, and in the future. His promise could be counted on then, now, and in the future. And in your life, when God reveals a word to you, hold on to it then, now, and in the future. And then in verse, verse 56, Mary stays with Elizabeth in Judea for the next three months and then returns to her home in Galilee. I don't understand this because if you put the timeline together, 
Mary stayed with Elizabeth until she was nine months pregnant, and then she split. I'm like, dude, just hang out another month. You'll see a baby. You know, I don't, I don't get it, but whatever. She left. Here, here's the bottom line for us today. God will do what He says He will do. Period. You can trust God with your life. When you get a word from God, hang on to it. Believe Him. Don't doubt. Don't let Satan take that word away.